there is a magical operation of maximum importance. The initiation of a new Aeon. When it becomes necessary to utter a word, the whole planet must be bathed in blood. Ah yes, welcome to Dead House Whispers. <laughs> Greetings everyone, Calypso here. It's been a bit, but now we're back. Um, welcome to Dead House Whispers, where we talk about everything Dead House not related, be it books, movies, games, podcasts, <laughs> uh, other things, everything, anything in between that can be relatable or uh, in tune with Dead House Sonata. Um, and as always, I am joined by my other host, Faceless Mike. Greetings, hello, and welcome. <laughs> How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing pretty good. It's been a good week. Things have gone well. Everything is progressing. And we had a really interesting radio play last night that we'll talk about in a few minutes. And just as a shout out, after the radio play, I don't know how many people know this. If you ever get to listen to them live or not, you should. But I don't judge because I know people work and, you know, different times around the globe. There's always a bit of an after party chat kind of thing in the Discord. And we had George jump in last night and there was quite a few people there and we had a blast. It was real fun. I remember them being fun back when I could actually jump into after party chats. But yeah, it's always fun. Um, if you are new and this is your first listen to Dead House Whispers or hearing Dead House Sonata, um, you can find Dead House on Discord, and that's where all of this stuff goes down. Um, and yeah, check You'll out the website. You'll be able to find everything Dead House Everything Sonata. on deadhousesonata.com. That's H-A-U-S, like Bauhaus, only it's Dead House Sonata. <laughs> yes. So deadhousesonata, H-A-U-S.com. However, whatever George says at the ending of uh, the episodes, the radio dramas. <laughs> um, and yeah, and this uh, this episode from last night was so so good. I don't know if you want to get right a, into it. Yeah, just or... we'll just get right into it. We'll do the shilling afterwards. Just get right into it because it was just way too good. It was way too good. It was. It was. Oh man, it was. Ah, oh, it was so good. Once again, George Ledoux does a fantastic performance as Alaric von Beller um, of the Thacian Empire. And then uh, the ghoul, the ghoul played by whose guys, whose name I forgot, um, Matt does Curtis. all. Matt Curtis also does a fantastic freaking job. Like, oh, it's so good, man. Um, like, if you guys are into any horror <laughs> podcasts or whatever, and like, you think the voice acting is really good, like, this is top tier, man. Like, <laughs> oh, man, it's so good. If you guys are Legacy of Kane fans, obviously, high quality voice acting, that's what you want, right? So only the best for Dead House Sonata. But this episode was great. It is all about the whites and and uh, Alaric experimenting with the whites and the crucible from the episode before and the things that go bump in the night and awry from that experimentation. Yeah. Do you want to give a, a little synopsis of it there, Calypso? For anyone that hasn't, uh, like, you should have listened to it. And if not, right, we will not judge you if you were listening to us on anything on Spotify or on YouTube later on or anything like that. We will not be offended. Pause this. Go listen to it and then come back. If you're listening to us live, that means you pay enough attention that you've probably listened to it live. <laughs> Yes, uh, thanks. Thanks for listening to it live, guys. Thanks for listening to it later on. Hi, everybody in chat. Um, yeah, so the synopsis for this episode is... Uh, I'll try to be... I mean, I guess there's going to be some spoilers in here. Look, if you, um, we're assuming you've listened to it by now. So if you're okay, listening so to yeah, us so right now... So this is your spoiler, spoiler warning. warning. Spoiler warning. If not, <laughs> if not, go listen to the episode on YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, whatever your podcast nature is. Oh, um, by the way, if you're listening to us on Spotify or on any of those other channels, don't forget to give a little like or a comment underneath and to share because it really, really helps. I know people say that a lot and they say, oh, how does that help? Trust me, on the back end, it really helps. So yes, any bit of assistance nice. you can give us doesn't cost any money. Hit that like, hit that share, whatever. Feed the algorithm. Feed it. <laughs> um, yes. So, uh, spoiler warning, everybody. This this is your last chance. Turn away now, um, and then come back and listen to this episode of Dead House Whispers. So, the synopsis is: um, Alaric, uh, entranced by his discoveries 
that his his uh, beginning experiment worked in the last episode, he's decided to harness the Crucible's power to resurrect the dead, um, and which he calls them whites. He notices that the whites are uh, kind of uh, brain dead, for lack of a better uh, description. Um, Don't need to be dead for that, but okay. mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, uh, a bit brain dead where uh, he will give them directions but then it's only for a fleeting minute Um, the way he gives them these directions are with his chimes ding that he uh, has been using great great foreshadowing there for that one Um, the chimes that he's been using to control or to calm people's minds they have some sort of magical ability Um, and he uses that to control the whites but he notices that the time the chimes eventually wear down and they stop working as much as possible eventually like an hour turns into a couple of minutes and a couple of minutes turns into maybe a couple of seconds. So uh, he knows one of the whites is going to like maybe kill him or something afterwards, but he's scared. So what he does is he uh, decides to experiment a little bit more with these chimes and finally decides to build a device where he had can harness the crucible's energy permanently into the white. So he grabs one of the dead bodies and one of the corpses Cuts it open in a brutal, just brutal, like auditory <laughs> journey of grossness and breaking bones. Um, builds a really cool glass jar and metal thing that can contain some of the energy of the crucible and puts it in the white, the chest cavity or the stomach or whatever. Even carves open the brain and puts a little piece of like chime uh, uh, in there into the white's brain so they can constantly be hearing the chimes as they move or as they walk so he can always have control over these creatures that he has uh created <clears throat> he is dr frankenstein in a sense um we get some uh helpful insight or not so helpful insight from the ghoul and some <laughs> some uh patronizing from the ghoul as well oh the ghoul's um, just legendary in this one but we'll get to mm-hmm. that in a minute. Yeah, no, it's so, he's so good. He's so good. Um, and uh, the episode, uh, and in, in uh, Alaric's discovery that he now can control these whites, um, he has one sleep sleep uh, and watch over him as he is sleeping. Um, a servant comes in and is startled by the creepy dead body that's standing over him. The the white accident, like accidentally or on purpose, reaches out and kills the servant. He then feeds the servant to the ghoul, and then uh, that sort of ends the episode uh, there of and what the what the future holds for Al- Alaric and the whites. Um, we had we had another little bit of fun though with that. So not only did we have the issue with the servant, which by the way, if no one else got the whole young Frankenstein Mel Brooks bit from that. Like, yeah. I don't know how many people got it, but like he snapped his neck and Alaric's like, no, why did you do that? And he just twists the head back. Twists it back and around. then he's like, that's not what I meant. That won't do it. And he just twists it <laughs> back. It back. Yeah, it was great. It was great. That and the whole, it's like, show me like, what did it want to do with me? It's like, show me with the chair what you'd have done if you got to me. And the ghoul's like, give me the chair. I'll show you what I did. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, the ghoul, the ghoul's and, great in this episode. And there was a beautiful little teaser, shall we say. Yes, there was. Alaric told him to stand guard. I fail to understand how the white is at fault. Instructions <laughs> unclear. Killed yeah. other servant. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, there was a lovely little bean dropped at the end of the episode. Yes, there you was. Remember when yes. he had to go to talk to the emperor? What was that about? Uh, perhaps to uh, start an army of these things. But what was the emperor worried about? A lot of people uh, overlook this. Oh, that's right. Uh, the emperor <clears throat> was worried about a, if I if I misheard it, uh, the crimson, crimson cult. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? The crimson cult. Seems like that's important. Yeah, it does. Seems but, uh, almost and, like and that has something para- to do with Seven mm, Sons of Twilight. If to, anyone wants to, to go back and read. To paraphrase, <clears throat> to paraphrase Alaric, what does a cult or something have to do with my experiments? I have something more important to do. You know, <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, they'll be wiped out with all the rest of us if Deadhouse yeah. is in charge. Mm. Mm. And the, I believe the Crimson <clears throat> Cult is in. Oh man, I can't remember the name anymore. Starts with an S, not Sykstrol. Sub. Sigstrand? 
Siegstrand, yes. Yes, yes, yes. That is, I believe, where all the mischief with this crimson cult is happening, uh, if I recall from the episode. Be very, very interesting. Mm. See, I heard Crimson Count when <laughs> the crimson I was count. <laughs> the Crimson Count. Okay, well, that can only be Zorin. That can only be Zorin. So is it a Zorin yeah, no, thing? But then a... I I re I rewound it as Crimson Cult. So yes, that's important for the future. And also he wants to start maybe an army. Not not just one one white would not have to do. I would need thousands or something like that. He wanted to take back four. He wants to make an army of white. Yeah, he wants to take, to take back, back Fort Zystra, uh, yes. Because then he would show, <clears throat> show the emperor that these creatures can be used for good things. Because maybe. it takes the dead to fight the dead. What yeah. could possibly go wrong? Oh, no. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> this is a perfectly solid and flawless idea that couldn't possibly have repercussions. Everything's fine. Nothing. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Go away now. <laughs> like, uh, no, uh, but this episode was great. I think um, it had just enough, just enough, like, like the pacing, I will say, I think the pacing of this episode is the best so far. Like the beginning, the middle and the uh, ending lead up are, are done like perfectly well. I, uh, not to say the other episodes aren't bad um, in that, front either it's just i think this one i think maybe it was because the payoff the payoff of everything and like mm. the the way that we see alaric explore the whites and how they're working and i i just think that's really interesting i think also the sound design is just top tier again the um, oh yes the bit hats off to the, felipe and all of the crew working on that yeah is, the, wow like yeah the bit where he's like oh i broke the bones and you hear the bones crack and you hear the hammer go down on the <clears throat> scan. And then like, oh, and I had to saw open the skull and my arm started to get hurt. You hear it. And it's just so visceral. Him opening a rib cage. Oh, oh it's so gross, but it was so great. <laughs> so I'll mute this one and work on it. <clears throat> or you can put on the episode right now. Put on Listen the episode. now. I just I just thought it was phenomenal. And I only realized last night because I wasn't really paying too much attention because we've got a nice distance between each of these as we're listening to them at launch. If someone comes to listen to these later on, like there's a lot of this. Like this is gonna be like movie levels worth of stuff for this. Oh yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. This one was like 30 minutes, 20 almost 30 minutes, I think. Like look at how exactly. long the last few have been. Yeah. Yeah, they've been like, long. They're all long. And the next ones are long also, by the way. Yes. This past episode. Where are you, Deadhouse Sonata? Uh, oh, Bloodlines is my personal favorite. Not of, my, my class or anything. Sure, Scar. <laughs> of power. Of power is 26 minutes and 48 seconds. And then the one before that. And then the one before handy? that, yep, the one of luck was another uh, big, big boy. Of luck was 31 minutes and 16 seconds. And I want to say there was one that's been, that hasn't there one that's been like 40 minutes? Okay, no, they've all Not been close to 30 minutes. minutes. They've all been close to 30 minutes. Of hope was 27 oh. minutes. So basically half an hour. That's half. An, here's the thing. It was half an hour, but it felt like I was there. I was listening for five minutes. You know, each of them. So when so we good. started, of morsels is thirty minutes. Of bloodlines is twenty-one. Of hope is twenty-seven. Of luck is thirty-one. Of power is twenty-six. And I'm not allowed to talk about the other two, but yeah. they're all long. So like that's like one hour, two hours, we three hours, nearly three and a half, almost four hours by the time. Like about three and a half hours for this season, which is quite a lot of work that's, when you think yeah. about it. And then you take into the consideration of the first season and each each episode was roughly 10 minutes long. So that's that's another hour. That was just basically. a little tease. That was a little yeah. tease intro. Yeah. But here's the fun part of that. Most people don't think about this. There are groups of people that just put out like radio plays and audio dramas and all. This is casually done on the side as world building as we await the upcoming release of Dead House Sonata. Yeah. Like you gotta love the fact of this is so much lore and world building done 
like on the side, so to speak, like yes. not to sideline the work. It's a tremendous amount of work, but it is also like not the main thing that's being done. It's just it shows how Dennis and the crew are weaving narrative into everything. And that's been the goal. Like they want players to be able to weave their own narrative with this. But by doing that, they're showing you here's the story. There's some of it in books. Here's some YouTube videos. Here's some radio plays. Here's like the, the it, like this is a massive undertaking. By the time this is released and the lore surrounding it and all, it'll be absolutely massive. Mm -hmm. And you think about that for a small indie studio. Oh yeah, I think. Um some of the best i think the best part is, is that dead house was doing this before other other games decided to do this yep like uh i think uh the the big hit the big hit of this week has been callisto protocol's release date um the <laughs> basically the dead space that the original designer wanted to make back in the day um that came out with a prequel podcast series one episode a week leading up to the day of release, right? Really good series. Fantastic. Great, great everything. Production, actors, audio drama, whatever. Fantastic. Deadhouse was doing that before this thing. You know, other games are starting to do it with the whole podcast, cross-media sort of thing. Deadhouse did it. Deadhouse was doing it first. Like, Dennis is ahead of the curve well, on this Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. Yes, yes. Like, I think... <laughs> Even TV shows are doing that now. Oh, hey, guys, you just finished episode one of Wednesday on Netflix. Come listen to the podcast. <laughs> I think it'll be more interesting because they're like as they go to try copy Deadhouse because I'm blessed enough to be able to see things before they're happening with my position. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people struggle to pivot to try oh, copy yeah. to keep up because you know, when you copy, you have to wait for someone else to do something first. But when you're just coming up with all these cool ideas, you're not copying anyone. You don't have to wait and see. Yeah. And I think people are going to be taken aback a bit by what's going to be on the next stream. And then the next radio play is definitely going to be, hmm. let's just say the next radio play is going to start blowing minds. You can hold me to that. Ah, yes. Ian, I hello, ah, yes. sir. Ah, Great yes. Ian, what's Here up? Here on the stream right there, Ian, is yes. the first one to come in and say, ah, yes. Fantastic. Bringing it back, baby. We're bringing it back. <laughs> oh, we never welcome, let it go. Welcome. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We have it. But yeah, from the lore perspective, like you're chasing others, uh, you'll forever be in their shadow. Whereas whenever you're trying to innovate yourself, you know, you don't have to wait on someone else coming up with the idea you're doing it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's, there's a, there's a, a positive and a negative effect. It's like you, you hmm. do something first and it either works or it doesn't work. And if it works, then great. Everyone will steal it. If it doesn't yeah. work, eh, less than it's going to fall know. flat in his face. Yeah. Yeah, happens, but you need to fail a few times like that in order to succeed. Not mm -hmm. everyone succeeds first time, every time on everything. Yeah, like the Callisto Protocol. I am thoroughly enjoying it as I am playing it. Um, That's I the important part. I understand the, the people's gripes. It's like scorn. It's like it's like a, a scorn again. Like not everybody is gonna dig it. You know, it's not for everyone. But I heard but, uh, scorn worked at launch. Yeah, that's the only thing. Anyway, I don't um, blame the devs on that. I have a weird sneaking suspicion that it's got to do with uh, certain anti-piracing software. Yes, I've heard of that as well. Um, oh, what I, I didn't hear you. Oh, what am I playing that's like Scorn <clears throat> from Ian? Um, Scorn, Scorn was amazing. I love Scorn. I finished Scorn. Currently, really I'm playing... It. I, d I loved it. I loved it from start to finish. Um, I'm currently playing the Callisto Protocol, that new uh, Dead Space-like, which is weird to say that Dead Space-like is now a genre, which is just the most insane thing I never thought I would say. Call me weird. While everyone was getting into Dead Space, and there's nothing wrong with Dead Space, it's just like I was looking in another direction. Everyone, I think it was about, they were around the same time when they came out. Everyone went to Dead Space. I went towards Dante's Inferno. Dante's Inferno was so good, but that was a Devil May Cry like, my friend. Yeah. Or God of War like. Kinda, or God of War like. Could, it's kind of. Yeah, e yeah. Either or, yeah. 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 That's so. Isn't that weird how that works? Like, like. And now a God of War like isn't like God of War at all. 
No, it's not. It's like God of something... War has completely changed. Yeah, I'm God just excited for the Dead Space remake. It looks incredible. It is looking. It really does. I, I had my doubts. I definitely had my doubts, especially because it's that one company. <laughs> um, and I and it looks. It's actually looking really good. They released the first 20 minutes, like the actual. This is what happens when you hit new game, and it's a. It's, it, it's it's what my brain remembers it looking like, but I know it's not. And Isaac Clark can actually speak now, which is insane to hear. But like, it's definitely looking fantastic. I'm super excited. Don't for that. don't go back. Rose tinted glasses are cruel and evil. Because oh, like, oh, yeah. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> Final Fantasy reunion in the Crisis Core. That this is coming. They're out doing soon, a remake, right? right? Yeah, they're doing yeah. a remake. Or whatever. it's kind of a remake revamp, right? So IGN put up a video where they're giving a comparison. And I remember the game looking gorgeous, but oh my God, it looks really bad. But for the day, that, that was incredible. But oh, now yeah. it's like, ooh, oh, that, that's not good at all. Mm -hmm. It's no, like, it's what's funny it's is weird. Final Fantasy VII, the original Final Fantasy VII. Yes, I'm old enough to have been excited and played it when it was new. Leave me alone. I, you know, when people play the remake, to me, that's what the original looked like at oh, the time. Yeah. It's like nuts. that's yeah. the, that's how the graphics were presented to me. I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible!" But if you look at it now, mm -hmm. it, it looks like a mobile game. Actually, like, fairly yeah. you can download it as a mobile you can download game. it as a mobile game. Yeah, no, it's it's so weird that like that like uh, what was cutting edge back then is now a retro art style for. You know game design oh it's retro now it's the playstation one retro style you know it's like we're at the point now where the cinematic cutscenes for playstation one games are what the games actually look like now that's insane oh, better better. oh yeah way better way better we're at that point where where the final fantasy 7 remake is basically just what Advent Children, the CG movie Advent Children looked like. You know what I mean? I remember being floored it's... by that movie. Yeah, that was dude. unbelievably. I don't think yeah. I even pay. The first time I watched it, I don't think I could even pay attention to the story. I was just yeah, still like, no, wow, I'm still in awe. Video visual. games look like this. Here's and now they do. In God of War. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and now they do. Now you can see the pores on Kratos' skin in God of War. I was like, mollified dude. Ragnarok just sitting watching the there's no spoilers don't worry but like the the intro bit you know where you press start to start the game yeah. just because mm -hmm. he's sitting at the fire it's like you can see the pores and wrinkles and scars in his head just on his forehead it's like someone done all of that it's like wow that's incredible well oh our first bot <laughs> congrats yay we made it guys our first bot there we go quick and easy nice you know you're good uh, it, it wasn't the big follow so you're not famous until you get a big follow spot oh yeah that's, that's how you know <laughs> but yeah they they look like that now which is just absolutely insane to me like the fact that someone went and done all of that with kratos people are like oh yeah but that's what we expect one, you don't need to be so entitled to an awful lot of people spent a very, very long time making that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember when God of War 3, when when a big talking point for God of War 3 was was the, the model for Kratos. Like, they put so much money and time into the model for the God of War 3 uh, Kratos, you know, um, which is where, like, that, like, that was cutting edge and, oh, my God, Kratos looks real. And now it's like, that looks like... Like, that looks like garbage by comparison. Yeah, it's insane. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Do you think we will get to the point now where we, when you take like the new Unity HD and Unreal 5 and all of these engines that we have now, will we plateau again, do you think? So do you remember years ago, we got to a plateau where the graphics were as good as they could get, and then developers actually had to start working on gameplay because they yeah, couldn't just rely on shiny graphics. We're, do you think we got there again? Yeah, we're there already. Case in point, the Callisto protocol. <laughs> um, vi visually, uh, it is, especially if you have a next-gen system, like I say next-gen, if you're on mm. PC and you have like a ray tracing card and you can run it at max settings, um, and you know everything cranked to the top 
it is a we are at that point where it is photorealistic um character models being that they're based off of the actors actually look like the actors this time it's not you know uh what could the actor look like or a rough a rough sketch of what the actor whose likeness they're using looks like like in earlier games it is the actual actor playing that person we're there where it's the actual person it's photorealistic visually we're at like the peak of the peak and now it is just gameplay and like I, i'm loving the callisto protocol but i understand why people are saying the gameplay is lacking um when everything else around them visuals environment sound is top tier is perfect but the gameplay is the only part that's lacking you know um it's like scorn scorn one of the most visually impressive games i've seen this year beautiful in every way but i understand why people think you know that the gameplay is lacking because it's a puzzle game i was like, absolutely astonished by that that yeah, that scorn was just absolutely stunning oh yeah no i took so many screenshots and just just video just of me standing there for about five minutes just recording the landscape you know to get the music and the atmosphere and everything else um i am blue in the face i don't care what your games look like if it's dropping frame rates horrendously every three seconds yes mm. i agree um i agree but that's like a uh, conversation for like consoles and stuff like the thing with console development is that you're locked to a certain set of systems and you have uh you're like locked in a box and you can't go out that box so you have to work with inside of that box to get it to perfection when you're on pc and you have to account for the thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon millions of tiny little specifications that every user or person is using and trying to find a happy medium to where it it kind of can go fluctuate in and out to where it works on everyone's systems it's a very but difficult because you're locked process. in on a console it's easier it's very it's a very difficult process because like the vast majority of people look at it where the game is developed on pc so it should be on pc and then there's a console port but what happens a lot recently is it's developed for console and yeah. then there is the pc port yep now we're getting to the point where the technology is there and the system architecture is there where it shouldn't be too difficult like an xbox is essentially just a mildly watered down gaming pc yeah like it's an affordable gaming pc yeah. for someone that doesn't want to build a gaming pc playstation same thing architecture is a bit different but the idea is solid now a lot of them depending on what way they're leaning who they're published with and what way they're working they're designing them either for the console and then thinking about pc or vice versa for pc and then thinking about console a lot of that comes down to experience we also need to mention the elephant in the room if we have to be careful around dancing around that topic things like de novo and anti-cheat software that will instantly especially for pc hamstring things straight oh, away yeah. i don't under, yeah. i don't understand why like i'm not going to give out and say people shouldn't use anti-cheat now i understand why companies do it doesn't seem to help a whole lot but i understand the concept i don't understand how anti-cheat can't be done without severely hamstringing a game though like surely they can work this technology around that it doesn't greatly affect performance yeah like i don't know how anti-cheat works when it's, it's usually data transmission back and forth but that's what i was wondering like hmm. is it constant if something is constantly running in the background checking and doing checks like constant checks down a list to see if it works and then bumping back up to see if something is there or something is not then yeah you're gonna see stutters or whatever but if you have good arguably good anti-cheat software it should be fast enough to where it can check like lightning and then like it's it never happened you know if it's constantly yeah. checking because um, it has ham it has hamstring a lot of games at launch where they've had like de novo or easy anti-cheat or a load of these ones and it's completely tanked the game's playability oh, yeah. and then they end up needing to patch it or some cases remove it for the game to be functional because it hadn't been factored in now is that a dev side problem is that the cheat anti-cheat side problem or you know i don't know because mm -hmm. i don't know enough about that end of the development spectrum but i've imagined that should have been tested 
yeah. you know and again they yeah. don't need to really worry about that as greatly on consoles i know this stuff is still there but it's a lot more difficult to do on a console than it is you know that because even straight off the bat like there's already a kind of a background anti-cheat if you guys have like playstation plus or xbox live and stuff mm-hmm. you know yeah it's it's like built in or whatever for them yeah but i think for pcs it's like an external thing i don't know yeah i don't know um but like i think uh to circle back around it's like uh all i remember i guess to to trail off for one second is like i remember just on the launch of dishonored 2 and how it's a great game, but everybody remembers the launch for being a stuttery, like broken mess because of anti-cheat software, because of like Denuvo for Steam and crap like that, you know. And then they, I want to say Bethesda actually patched it out and just got rid of it and like did something else to avoid cheating or going with Valve's own system that they have or whatever for it. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, I don't know why. I guess I understand why anti-cheats there, but at the same time, I think it's all just a money factor. I'll give us a crap ton of money and we'll throw your thing into our game as a, as a, a workaround for pirates, which doesn't really stop pirates, but that's the funny part is the, when you bring up the concept of piracy in pirating games, there's been studies done and people don't like these studies being brought out. The kinds of people that would pirate your game were never going to buy your game anyway. And the people mm-hmm. that are going to buy your game are the ones that end up with the anti-cheat stuff. So you're punishing the people that are legitimately trying to support you. Whereas, what is it? The speed running thing is like less than a day. Yeah. Like when a game comes out, they'll have cracked it in less than a day. I remember Doom Eternal, it was only a few hours. Oh, yeah. And they had it cracked and done. So like pirates ended up with a better version of Doom Eternal than people who pay the money so like it's a weird double-edged sword you have to play with you know if you pirate a game you often get better performance yeah yeah that can be an issue and that should be the other way around to be honest with you although i do love it when developers put weird things into games that if you pirated the game the game will mess you over yeah i do i do enjoy (laughs) like i do enjoy that um uh i think there's one of my favorite like stories like developer stories is have you ever played Darkwood? Do you know about Darkwood? I know the game, but I haven't played it. Okay, so Darkwood's uh, done by a small like Polish developer, Ukrainian developer, I think. Um, and uh, they 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 uh, released their game. You know, they launched it and stuff like that. But people were having issues with the anti cheat stuff that they put in, and they're like, you know what, guys here and they they put their own game the developers put their own game up on pirate bay up on a pirate site for people to download and to play and they're like all we ask is if you enjoy it please buy it from you know our direct website or uh get it through you know this digital store that gives us the most that's essentially going the free-to-play model yeah it's literally literally it was like hey guys but if you pirate the game please enjoy we I won't was, be updating it. It'll be like the lowest updated version, you know, as opposed to the purchased version. But like here it is and they released it and it was I fine. Liked it in games like Serious Sam where it had like this invincible scorpion that would follow you. Yeah, it doesn't something like that. Uh, or my favorite one being what was a game development simulator. Mm, it's one mm. of those games where it's like a Sims game type thing where you run a game development studio. And if you've pirated the game, every game you release in the game, you will lose the game because your game in the game keeps getting pirated. Keeps getting pirated. That's fantastic. I love that. I love those. Well, didn't you tell me one before about how they released one and something happened? When yeah. People pirated uh, it, yeah. People went on the forum complaining about it. Yeah. 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 I can't. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I want to say it was one. It was either Rockstar one of the GTAs maybe where it's like, if you pirated the, if you pirated the game, um, you couldn't get past like the tutorial level or something. And I know, and I know there's another one bully, uh, the, the old rockstar game bully. I think if you pirated the game, every character in the entire game was wearing a dunce hat, (laughs) like one of those white, like dunce caps, every single NPC you, and you could not take it off. You could not remove it. You couldn't customize your character or anything because you're wearing the dunce cap or whatever for bully. But yeah, I know there's one where it's like if you pirated it, 
then it stopped working completely. And like it, you know, you couldn't get past the first 20 minutes or you couldn't get past the loading screen or whatever. It was something ridiculous. Um, I'm sure the Witcher, the Witcher series had some pirating funny moments or whatever i just like the one of the witcher there if you keep killing the cows the spirit yeah that's a great <laughs> easter egg that's a great easter egg that's coming out this week actually it so is and i am i am super excited i want to play a little bit more before i install the update just to say this was can i game. spend another 150 hours and of course <laughs> i can yes yeah. i will yeah can cyberpunk is just game? going to get pushed further down the list <laughs> yeah yeah you're better off waiting for that game anyway but they'll, they'll update it more i'm sure i've been told it's finally playable oh yeah no it's it's great i enjoyed my early access time with cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> oh um, apparently it fun. is really good and functional now yeah yeah i have been told which is which only took them two plus years of development crazy how that works <laughs> <laughs> It's almost Companies. like things released early are bad. Yes. And if you give the developers time, it will be infinitely better. But again, it's down to patience with people. There's a lot of people that get mm -hmm. really angry when a game is delayed. Like, I understand being disappointed. It happened to me bringing back up Doom Eternal. I got slightly disappointed that it was delayed. I was like, oh, I wish, I, I, I wish this was coming out sooner. Oh, well, they probably needed to do that. And then yeah. I know it's with every other game when it's like, this has been delayed. Good. It probably, mm -hmm. if they're publicly delaying it, it probably needed a bit more time. Because yeah. otherwise, again, we've had so many, we started with, we didn't start with, but the most recent big blunder was Cyberpunk. And then the most recent being Callisto Protocol. Like, you know, don't rush it. These things take yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, by the gods, Scara. That's 213 hours. hours on record for cyberpunk you like it there I, ha I have tops <laughs> like i think i have tops 40 hours 50 hours maybe and that's just from main story and a bunch of side quests and that's it i maybe played for about an hour when edge run when i watched the cyberpunk anime and you i've been told to play it, it before i watch this yes anime. yes 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 because it's just spoilers abound for okay. everything like they say you can watch the anime and then play the game no just play the game um don't do any of the edge runner like side quests until you finish the game and then go back and do that stuff Question, you know, and then watch is the it one of those games where you can finish the game and keep going or does it finish it and you have to start a new game it is there finishes, an end game basically it, there there's an end game it finishes and then it it boots you back to here's a couple hours before you finished the game or you went it's okay. it, it does that grand theft auto thing where it's like even though you finished the game we're, we're starting you off at the last mission to where if you want to do the mm -hmm. last mission again you can if you want to just roam around and have fun you can hello the but anime yeah, is that's... a prequel but it's got spoilers up the butt yeah and it's like you won't know anything about the world if you don't you'll you'll be totally going in blind you know that's that's what I was curious to find out. Was it that? Because that's something I always have a weird little bit of anxiety when playing a game is that does it have an end game or does it not? So like, will, do I rush through and finish this or not? Little spoilers for Elden Ring there. It has an end game. So even yeah. when you finish it, you can still keep playing. That's all I want to know. Or is it one of those that finished it and it's like, oh, so i don't get to go and do those other things okay could have yeah. warned me about that you mm -hmm. know <laughs> i like that the witcher does that actually it tells you the last quest and it says do everything before this you know for the expansion stuff if you want to do this do it before this particular point mm -hmm. you know i gotta finish <laughs> the witcher <laughs> because the remake is coming out in like five years i gotta finish the witcher So predictions. predictions, predictions for the next Dead House. For the story. What uh, there way are we was going? something. There was something that I forgot to mention. Is a uh, there's a bit in the in the drama where Alaric falls asleep and has a strange dream. And that strange dream, he's in a weird cyclopean-looking city with a giant triangle and. He looks in like water and sees his reflection. He's just kind of has glowing fire eyes and it's all just terribly spooky and odd. 
I think that's going to be the next episode is like his strange prof prophetic dreams that he's been having or something with strange glowy eyes or whatever is going yeah, to be where he uh, got the weird idea how to make this stuff. Yeah. Like it's I think almost that's like be... someone put that idea in his head. Mm, perhaps. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, I think, but my, um, I think we're going to get, it's something's going to, something's big going to happen because we have the lead up to the, we have the buildup of all this with the blood vials and the vampires and the whites and the ghoul and everything. So something's got to. He's got a little sampling of nearly every class. In yeah. His, in so his, it's like, uh, why not? You know, I think there's going to be a, like a war thing because in the ending of this recent episode, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to war and I'm going to make a bunch of whites and I'm going to tell the emperor and stuff. Now, for the uninitiated, do you remember what the white class description is? uh i i'm if I've not done, i can pull it up i, I have it up here forever okay yeah yeah go for it go for it the white in the war with deadhouse the sacian empire has utilized every resource available to them brave men-at-arms machines of war sorcery and pleas to the divine were all employed with varying levels of success but for every victory there were two defeats City by city, land by land, the Thacians were pushed back, driven northward by the ceaseless march of the dead. Routed to their innermost territories, they devised a new strategy in desperation. They would turn the strength of Deadhouse against itself. They would oppose the dead with the dead. At the behest of his Grand Inquisitor, the Emperor called upon the most skilled and learned alchemists of his nation. Together with the Grand Inquisitor's research, they developed the capacity to create an undead entirely under their control, a construct of interwoven limbs and parts animated by alchemy, a white. The impact of the war was immediate. Whites, like the undead they have been created to face, were tirelessly assembled from multiple cadavers. Their variegated bodies could be disassembled and reconstructed to fit the needs of their assignment. A white sent to the front lines could be grafted with heavy armor plating to absorb blows intended for the living. If city walls needed defending, the white's arm could be replaced with a gunpowder device that its other arm could fire and reload. So long as the material wasn't silver, a white could be fitted with a myriad of tools, weapons, and apparatuses. When it became apparent that the use of the whites was beginning to turn the war, the emperor demanded mass production, and soon whites began to appear on nearly every battlefield. Even when struck down, a white could be repaired, so long as its core remained intact. But their bodies could not consist entirely of mechanical parts. Some portion of flesh was required to contain the essence of a white, for flesh is the housing of the soul, and that was the secret to which the Grand Inquisitor had built them. Through alchemy, he had learned to artificially create the substance from which souls are made, and so the essence of a white's creation became the essence of its undoing. Without any sign or warning, for reasons unknown, some whites began to awaken. The essence in the cores that animated them spontaneously gave rise to sentient souls. Whether standing guard, hauling weight, or in the midst of battle, these whites simply stopped following their commands. In some instances, they turned on their masters, tearing them apart. In others, they simply wandered from the battlefield. Some roamed alone, range, was it ranging until their limits, their limbs fell off? Or raging? No, ranging, that is in traveling until their limbs fell off or until they reached the sea and they just kept walking. Some stood unmoving, never reacting to nor even acknowledging the Thacians who came to disassemble them. But a portion of these awakened whites marched south and there they found Deadhouse waiting with open arms. Bum, bum, bum. It's almost as if all this lore has been very neatly grafted and tied together from the beginning. <clears throat> so I think that's going to be the next episode. 
there that there's your answer i think hey, it's gonna be the, the war you, and the emperor's gonna be like oh this is awesome let's do this let's have more do you want to know an interesting little bean hmm. and i'm fairly safe in being able to say this publicly considering multiple people including scara himself here in the chat came and told me i knew it but very few people have picked up on it what's the very first lines of the radio play calypso uh 218 whatever the date oh, before that the date before that the uh what do you what do you mean that that's after dead house no to the year right the month what from what? the diary of Alan oh yeah 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 Oh, yeah. Okay, I feel dumb now. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows if it's diary. even Alaric reading them? Mm, you're right. Dun, dun, dun. This the could be some thickens. 4D chess move where you're being read these by another character. Ooh. That's He's reading crazy. you Alaric's diary. Who knows? You don't know what way any of this goes. Yeah. Because honestly, I don't think anyone expected Venduk. I know for a fact yeah. no one expected the ghoul to be sentient, let nope, alone I so didn't. talkative with a wicked sense of humor. He's such a good character. He's such a good character. Who is, is, is Jack writing all of these? Jack's doing a good portion of the writing. Okay. Who? Well, whoever helps characterize the ghoul... There's a lot. Is, there's there's a group there's, of people at work because I do know that there's feedback given by some of the voice actors as well. Yeah. Well, whoever. Well, if it was, uh, who's the voice actor of the ghoul again? Matthew Curtis. If well, if it was Matthew Curtis's idea to have the ghoul be the the way that he is, that's a great idea. That's fantastic. It, like I'll, it'll I'll never get. Good. I'll I'll tell you here now because I can get these up. Maybe you can remember it this time. <laughs> Maybe. We have Alaric, played by George Ledoux. Yeah. We have the ghoul, played by Matthew Curtis. And the servant, by the way, in the most recent episode, it was also Matthew Curtis. Oh, okay. Ah, and dual then voice our, acting. Our, fa our favorite guy, Chris Sharps, who you may know from other parts of this that i'm not allowed to talk too much about because i'm can't remember what's public and what isn't but yeah he's uh, the <laughs> voice of victor yes victor victor uh, who has an absolutely wicked sense of humor whenever you pick up the uh the sunlight uh, dude that's still one of my favorite lines like why am like, i still holding it <laughs> yeah no i uh I do like that there's the demo the demo has more dialogue and stuff now i think that's it's great and like uh yeah, it's a it's a great little demo. It's a great little demo. It's and, not even um, a demo. It's just a combat arena. Yeah, combat arena. Well, combat a arena real demo fun. will be quite interesting. I imagine. Yeah, combat arena is fun, and I do like. Uh, I think in one of the latest updates, like when you turn into mist form, it's like old school Blood Omen, where it doesn't zip you to a blue dimension to show that you're there. It just shows that you are in mist form now, like OG Blood Omen or Blood Omen Two or whatever. Mm. It's so cool, man. I love the, I love it's the little things, but it's the little things that make it amazing and fun as hell. And like, oh, wow, the nostalgia is kicking in and all this stuff. It's awesome. Like I was literally smiling and chuckling while playing the combat arena a couple of days ago. Like, it's so fun. Why does something particular get you or? No, no, just like I was just having fun. And I was like, wow, this is like this is actually fun. And the voice acting is funny and some sometimes and like. Like the the little stuff, like the 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 telekinesis throws are always never gets old. The uh, the whole turning into mist and you actually turn into mist form and and stuff is really cool this time. And like I was like, oh, that's so cool! Like I literally said that out loud. I was like, oh, that's awesome! I'm like, not gonna lie, the first time I heard it, I got the. And this is before it even went public. I got the biggest, stupidest grin on my face. 
it still happens occasionally when it happens whenever you slice someone and you just hear a ve victus yeah dude yeah like it, it's so good it never gets old it never gets old it's so good it's like, like that's a hard back to remember yes we're back yeah yeah when i first heard it when i first heard it i, I literally like the the my reaction was like, oh, no way. He said it. Like, that tickled the little lizard part of the brain. Yeah. He said yeah. the thing. He said. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. It's so good. Um, there's, I there's think we'll moments... need to wrap it up with that, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, you were saying, though, there's moments. I was, I was saying, like, there's moments like that that just make things all the more better. And then I started thinking about Eternal Darkness. But that can be another episode for another time. I have a um, feeling that could be an episode after the next radio play. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but with that said, everybody, I, Calypso, and Faceless Mike have hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to check out everything Dead House Sonata related at deadhousesonata.com. That's H-A-U-S uh, sonata.com, deadhousesonata.com. Like Bauhaus, but Dead House. You can follow Dead House, or you can follow me on Twitter at Necrolibriatus, as well as Instagram and stuff. Um, you can follow me on YouTube if you Google anything that has not related or whatever. I am there. You can follow yes. Faceless Mike on Twitter at the Faceless Mike on Instagram at the Faceless Mike Twitch, mm-hmm. uh, all that jazz. You can follow Deadhouse Sonata on Twitter at Deadhouse Game on Instagram at Deadhouse Game on Facebook at Deadhouse Sonata on the Reddit. We have the Reddit. Um, yes, we are and awesome. ah, we yes. are now. finally on Twitter and on yes. all the socials now, and I promise at, we will keep up with them. Yes, and it's actually at Deadhouse Whispers. There's no Deadhouse Whispers one or no Deadhouse Whispers like twenty five six or whatever. It is Deadhouse Whispers on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, I think we have a Facebook page. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, but we're we're there. We're there, guys. We are there. And- If you are listening to this anywhere else, like on Spotify or anything like this after the fact, you can check us out on YouTube by just putting in at Deadhouse Whispers because apparently that works on YouTube now. Yeah, they have tags now or icons or I forgot what they're called. But yeah, that's a thing now on YouTube. So uh, yes, that's the other thing. I guess I'll throw this out there. If you're on YouTube, you can go to YouTube and then at Calypso 694 because someone stole the other Calypso. So I had to put some numbers at the end of it. So, and then of course, uh, at Dead House Whispers, and then maybe even at Dead House Sonata as well on YouTube. I don't know. If you go to the website, you will have access to it all. Yes, and if you just everything. search Dead House Sonata, it will come up first thing on YouTube. Yes, everything is there. So, Uh, Have fun with all that, guys, and uh, we hope you have enjoyed this rousing episode of Dead House Whispers, and we will see you all in the next one. See you. Bye, everyone.